1: Hello everyone, welcome back to part two of the Stompcast. We're wandering through Hyde Park uh, and with Esther, we're really enjoying a bit of a break. You've not long left a very stressful recording studio and you're nicely relaxed. We've done our five senses, so if you haven't listened to part one, head back to listen to that first. Uh, now we're going to have a deep delve into your life. We all know how imperative it is to have good solid footwear while out stomping, and so I'm excited to be sponsored by Fitflop this week. You know by now that the mission of the Stompcast is to get you out walking every week for an hour and we have no weeks off which means we're walking in all weather conditions. One week we'll be hiking through muddy woods on a wet and windy day and the next we're waltzing through a park on a crisp and sunny afternoon and so we can't get wrong what's on our feet. Luckily Fitprop have got us covered for all terrains and conditions. For wintry walks their range of wander wellies which are totally waterproof yet feel just like trainers are perfect for wading through puddles and for sunnier climbs there's a great range of sandals and breathable knit trainers available too of course each pair of shoes are made with our body's natural movement in mind and so whatever the weather you'll be set for stomping tell me what it was like you moved from Marseille where you grew up well how early was it that it was clear you had a talent and i mean you know just for any context <laughs> okay. for anyone who's any doubt you are you are the violinist right at the moment, you are the the person oh, my um you really are and, and <laughs> you're in, you. absolutely and i can tell you from the number of hairs that were still up in my neck in fact ah. of the performance <laughs> that you did at classic fm live when you played lark ascending you could honestly have dropped uh you know a, a, I don't even say a pen, like a pin, a literal pin, you'd <laughs> have heard it. You know, it was, it, you had everyone's, you know, captivation through that, through that time. So how old were you when it was like, right, this is, I've got something here?
0: I mean, my grandmother was a violinist. And she gave me her little violin when I was, like, three years old. But it wasn't until several years later that I picked it up. Um, I mean, she, I never saw her play. She kind of she stopped when she got married, um, and it's at ten years old that I said to my parents, I was like, wow, oh, I'd, I'd love to have a van lesson." And um, so
1: ten, it was quite a, le- a lot later than. I it's thought you'd a say. lot
0: later, isn't it? Yeah, a lot of people a think it's <laughs> ten. One <laughs> percent talent, ninety-nine <99% laughs> yeah. percent work. I'll yeah. tell you that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> wow! Um, imagine when
1: you're like another ten years time. <laughs> <laughs>
0: um, yeah, I was ten, and I had a I had a first lesson. And I just remember a connection, like s- straight away. And what do you mean? Connection? I put the violin, like they, you know, I kind of on here, as you. As You're you pointing do. on
1: onto your kind on of stern, your On left your chin, sh- yeah, left shoulder, yeah,
0: left shoulder and under the chin. And I had the bow in my right hand, and I kind of made the first the first few notes and for anyone who's ever tried the violin already they'll know for sure that it's usually a pretty horrible sound like that's coming out of it. <laughs> it? haven't tried
1: to play it once yeah. I said put that thing down.
0: So now thinking back about it I don't know clearly something must have happened uh, it really didn't sound as great from outside but yeah, for me inside it just when I made the sound and it felt like it was my voice coming out, because the violin is obviously to your throat, right? And it's, it felt like it was my voice coming through the violin and something happened. I don't know, but I remember That's it quite incredible. clearly. And that, that moment, I literally said, I want to be a violinist.
1: So you literally had the moment, it wasn't kind of gradual, it was like, th- no, I love it was, this. No, uh,
0: straight away, straight away. And, and since I'm 10, I've always wanted to be a violinist and obviously I didn't really know what it meant. I think fully before like all the things that you had to do for it and it was just I wanted to do that I never really had like a plan B
1: it's interesting um, because some people really do say that they have such I think I, I, I truly believe that everyone in some way or another has a connection with music there is some yeah. form of music for everyone I'd argue the same about coffee but uh, that's <laughs> a different debate um, but some people, there really is that instant, like, wow, Like this is what I need to do. You know, listen to some of the top musicians, the artists, from all walks of music. And they, a lot of them do say that, you know, gosh, this is, I had a moment where I was like, I want yeah. to do this. Yeah. So do you think, is that come, does that come from, like, this feels, is it like a, something in your soul? Like, where it, does it come from?
0: I think it does. I think it's, I mean, we, we all have sometimes a feeling for different things definitely for music generally but also people for other types of arts or for certain subjects that's cool we all have that sometimes that one thing when we just it just it it feels it feels like you and i think that's that's a you know that's important thing and i guess i was in a way lucky that i found it young but in the same time it was also difficult because um it's a hard it's a difficult profession it's a difficult thing to accomplish especially when you you know my parents are not musicians my grandmother played the violin but she wasn't really within that world so it was you know I started in kind of my little local music school and you know it, I was far from kind of the international level that you need to actually <laughs> well make it professional. Royal Albert Hall in front of everyone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Alla Jones
1: sat there watching. <laughs> Do you think um, Looking back, the ten year old you was probably a little naive to how challenging. Definitely it, would
0: be. it was, definitely it was. But it's funny because when I was younger I dreamed of all of that and, and I believed it. I really did. When I was ten and I think up to ten of twelve years old, twelve, thirteen, I really believed in that I was you know, I was gonna accomplish this dream that I had and that it was all possible and, and I just enjoyed it. I loved playing, I loved playing to people, I loved nothing more than the Connection that you had, but you know, when people come up to you and say that you know, it made them feel something and that made you know, let it be you know, joy or it just it, it, you touch people in the same way, and that's 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 why I did it, that's why I love it. Um, but then when I came to my teenager years, I started doubting.
1: A Where lot. did the doubt come from? Was how did you have that 10 year old who had that kind of very pure dream? Mm. You said the word dream a few times, and I can really. I yeah. could see in you that there was that there was that person that just wanted this. Yeah. You didn't know exactly how you would yeah, get but there, but I, I you wanted, wanted that. So, yeah, it. Was totally so where did in the doubt head. come from?
0: Um, I think External, ex- internal. I think. It, I mean, the moment when you become a teenager is a difficult one anyway mm. for everyone. But I think also from outside. You know, I wasn't always lucky with the people that surrounded me in terms of teachers, and I was very.
1: With the naysayers. Mm-hmm. Doubters. With the doubters. Yeah.
0: I think, you know, when you have I didn't doubt, my parents didn't doubt. Um, they kind of did everything that they could to to support me, even though they didn't didn't have a clue what was going on sometimes. <laughs> but but, you know, they did the best and they supported me and they, they I mean they literally just gave everything they had to pay for my studies. But wow. Um, wow. but I think when you have then sometimes teachers around you, professors, people who you think are obviously have a have an impact on you and are for higher you know older for yeah. Um and and if 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 they start doubting about what you can do and if they start saying certain things about the fact that oh you're so you know and I was told that I've well that you know how you know how can you be so naive about everything, you know, your you know the level to get where you want to is mm. so high. What, you know, who do you think you are, kind of thing. And, and, you know, and I was always kind of told that I was too ambitious. That's something that came a lot at school really? or generally when I was growing up. It was like too ambitious. From who?
1: Who said that? Though? Professors.
0: What? Yeah, teachers. I guess it sometimes was a bit scary for them when I said that, when I had this, like, goal so clear. I don't know, some people f- thought it was too much, maybe.
1: When did you realise that, you know, gosh, I'm... I'm gonna go big here, big <laughs> <Go> time. <on. laughs> so, was it the signing with Sony, or was it when you got into London's College of Music, School of Music? Gosh, I'm going to get, people are gonna say you just right, know, College that's, of that's, Music. Yeah, you know, yeah, that's that. it. Well, College. You know what I'm talking about. <laughs> when was it? You were like, wow, this. Is, I'm really onto something. Like, I mean, was it just when you went to Manchester, or was there a moment like, geez, I'm really close here now?
0: I think the signing with Sony was a big one. Um,
1: How old were you at the time?
0: Oh, it's recent. It was just during covid so it was during
1: because i saw i met you just after wasn't it so you're yeah. 25 now right yeah, yeah
0: 25 years old so i was 23 24 23 23
1: i think yeah i was 23. so you'd gone to you'd come down to london yeah. and you went to university to college, college, college university yeah yeah at that um, time what was that what was that experience like and i think that was me the most
0: challenging time i had really person, yeah and the times where I doubted the most if I could ever actually achieve what I wanted. I think you have the pressure firstly of you know, all those years when you you know, since ten years old, all the money that my parents had spent on music lessons. And thinking, what if what if it doesn't work? You know, what if now yeah, pressure, definitely, you know, you're now eighteen, you're okay, I got in there in that you know, top institution for music, great, but there's hundreds of us and you know it's i guess with art it's different it's not you don't just get a degree and and you get just a a nine to five job i mean you can in orchestra sometimes but of being a teacher but it's very different and so it's not really what i wanted to do and so you wanted the royal
1: albert Hall. You did, well, didn't you? Because that's what you, you told me that I night we spoke, you said my dream well, was to play here yeah, and you did it. Yeah, because you've
0: got the Royal College of Music and right in front of it, you've got the Royal Albert Hall. And you know, Royal Albert Hall is the place that, you know, it is the is, place. It is the, place. And it's I, the I, place. I walked in every morning with my violin case and it was early in the morning and I woke up and got the tune. And when they are in to try and practice, you know, before people got in because it was struggle to get practice rooms and Anyway, and early uh, in the morning, and you're tired, and you're like, all right, sorry, I'm going to do it. And then you look at the place, the right hour at and I was like, yeah. you got to do it. Maybe one day. Was maybe it motivation? One day. It's going was to be it, one day. Was it
1: like looking, walking <laughs> past and going, I'm going to do that one day? Yeah. I'm going to get in there one day. I think,
0: actually, I was more, even more, I was like, you know, you know, it's, yeah, it's, uh, you know, maybe one day, And but this is definitely what I'm working for. And when you do actually get to do it, it's, yeah, very special. But, yeah, so I think it was yeah it was it wasn't always a
1: a good time yeah the pressure basically you felt Pressure,
0: definitely pressure you
1: felt a lot of pressure because the parents the people around you and also sometimes i think when people doubt you that puts pressure on yourself because you don't want to you want to prove them wrong right that's the whole thing right you want to do do your thing
0: it's you know you you tend to sometimes the the image that people kind of give like when they talk to you you get you get obviously a reflection back from when talking to people right and and I guess the people that I was surrounded by sometimes gave me the image of definitely not playing at the Albert Hall, I'll tell you that. <laughs> and so I started doubting, I definitely did. And I think there was also, you know, if I'm completely transparent and I, I you know, I probably get in trouble for this, but, you know, there was a lot of judgments also on you know, things like when I started social media, you know, and, really? and I did then, you know, it was during my first like, first and second year at music college, I started... That's when you started
1: your Instagram? Yeah, so You've I got 264,000 or 5,000, now. Something you? like that. You do, I know better than you. <laughs> you have a lot, of, a lot of followers, so was there this kind of traditional view of how it should be done and you thought, no, let's try something different?
0: Yeah, I didn't like, I didn't feel at ease sometimes in concerts and I'm a classical musician. And yet, I felt uncomfortable sometimes. Why? In classical, because it felt like there was so much, so many rules about everything. And it felt like you had to understand so many things and and it has to be silent it has to be quiet and and if you make this light noise, those people you know look at you and and it, it, it even felt stressful for me and i know where to clap
1: yeah. Yeah. <laughs> in between you know yeah.
0: in between pieces and stuff <laughs> but it still felt kind of awkward and why do you not
1: feel comfortable what was it that was making you know because you've kind of grown up with this is what you knew yeah What was happening
0: i think you know and you you mentioned early on that you didn't listen to classical music until much later, right? Yeah. And I think the reason, well, I think the reason that a lot of young people don't listen to classical music is because of the way we present it and it sometimes doesn't feel appealing to them. Mm. And that's something that I wanted to change. And I, even if I was in that, within that world, I didn't feel comfortable. I remember one concert where I said... Oh, can I speak? Can I speak to the audience? Can I introduce the pieces? Can I... and they said no, 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 don't. Just you can't do that. Just come and play. And I <laughs> yeah. thought, right, okay. Right, okay. Um, And I didn't like that. I I, I like the connection when you speak to people before you play. When you explain to them what piece you are playing, because in classical music, what's hard is because there's you know there's no lyrics. No. So it's very easy not to understand and Set so not context, to like just
1: give a context and also yeah. when you feel like it is a closed club i mean when i started listening to it i was like oh gosh what does this mean concerto this and yeah. i was like what is what are we talking yeah. second movement <laughs> nurse that and and it feels quite alienating and unless you're born into that family yeah. to listen to it which feels like quite a stereotypical yeah. group of people yeah. and you feel really alienated from me. when I was growing up in Wales I didn't know anyone really listening to classical music yeah. because it felt like it wasn't for us yeah so it's kind of it just surprises me a little bit to hear that even someone on the inside yeah. if I might say yeah. that still felt a little bit like hang on because the shame is is that if you let's be let's be completely honest classical music is amazing yeah. but if you don't modernize it kind of like mm-hmm. when we talk with the royal family it, it might die out Yeah. you yeah. know I mean, social media has a great way of educating and reach, reaching a new audience that could really benefit from it because I think there's huge mental health benefits to mm-hmm. classical music. It is. Huge it's, benefits. It's, I
0: mean, it can make you feel... And sometimes I say to people, you know, people who people have never listened to it, or, and I say, honestly, it can make you feel stuff you've never felt before. Yeah, and I really I agree. mean that. And I agree. it can go so deep within you and within feelings, but you just need to give it a chance. And I think that's, yeah, and that is definitely why, you know, Give I, it a chance. Yeah. I started social media and I started sharing on there and because I felt alienated, I felt lonely and I felt misunderstood and when I started sharing the first clips of me I mean it was just kind of out of the blue I guess but then when I saw people's reply and and I saw that they were, they were interacting with what I was doing, they were appreciating what I was playing and you know when you, when you practice for so many hours and years and you've got into that idea of getting the best grade as possible and it's all about being judged at exams and that was all I was doing you know obviously you're in, in an institution where all you're basing your work around is getting a good grade and that's taking so much of why you're doing it in the first place because you know I didn't choose music to to get the best grade possible I chose it because I wanted to Share something. I want to feel something together with people around me who were listening me. are listening to me. Connection with the people that are listening to music. Yeah, because that's what, that. that's what I feel
1: that there was part of. I think when I certainly when I started, I felt there was a huge disparity or there's a huge disconnect between the people yeah. that wrote the music, yeah. people that played their music, and mm-hmm. the people that kind of listened listen to it, and yeah. I think what you've done amazingly on your social media, and if you don't, you must follow Esther, um, <laughs> is that you really are reaching directly the people that you want to reach. Yeah. To go, wow, listen to this, give it a chance. And almost, I think, for anyone that hasn't listened to classic music, and as someone that's completely non-pro <laughs> at this, I think it's the fact there isn't words is yeah. what makes it so powerful yeah. you it's create you in your, your mind body. your own story yeah. your exactly. own narrative your yeah. own words yeah. with no one speaking at you telling you what they want you to hear yeah. and the lyrics you want to feel exactly. which obviously is very powerful We've got loads of songs we love to sing to but yeah classical music gives you the opportunity yeah. to create your own
0: yeah and interpretation i, agree. I think it? that's why it can go have like really deep emotions within you because it's so personal because it's your own interpretation of it and i think if you just you know get a bit of help discovering the music firstly you know a lot of people just don't have that you know you're not just going to be as I said going to be putting into Spotify a concerto and movement number two from <laughs> Brahms you know people are just not going to do that so I think that's one thing and then
1: can you explain to people listening just because we have mentioned it a few times what are we talking about with concerto and the movements and all this What what do we mean
0: so concerto is usually with a solo instrument and an orchestra around it accompanying it so and movements are going to be I'm going to use that example of eight chapters within one book. So, your movement one, movement two, movement. Usually three movements. Usually, sometimes more. And they're going to have different moods as well. So, most of the time, second movement is the slow movement, mm-hmm. is the most reflective one, and usually a bit sad. A bit. And third one is going to be much more um, like hyper and fast and happy. Um. Exaggerating, obviously, sometimes different, but usually it's like that. And the first one is kind of the introduction to the piece, M- most of the time, where you have the most famous themes that everybody knows. Um, so it's like, yeah, like, like the structure. And sometimes you can just listen to one movement, you don't have to listen to the whole concerto.
1: So you listen to part of a story, it's like the yeah. whole story and then yeah. parts of the story. In parts of the story, well, that's exactly. useful to understand.
0: Yeah.
1: But Take me to a big moment. Yeah. You're 23 years old and you signed the Sony Classical. Mm. How did that come about?
0: So. Again, I think it was something that I, it took me a while to actually think. Are you sure that you <laughs>
1: that,
0: that you want me? Um, oh, yes, you. <laughs> but I think you know it. It really is thanks to I guess w- what I shared on social media. And you know, I didn't have when I started university. I didn't have any contacts at all within the music world. I had no idea how it all worked, and and also you know I I, I guess I realised that you know you can be the most amazing musician ever if people don't listen to you and don't know about you who who are you going to play to
1: well it's you know? like it's like having the best voice or writing the best book or drawing the best pe- piece of art if people don't see that yeah it's not going to be appreciated and i think for anyone listening i hope you know i hope you take from that you know the do you know, give things a go and try you never you know if you don't try you can't succeed you can't you can't get there, and, you know, I think social media has, of all the bad things, yeah. it, it gives real power. Is, is that the main yes. way they saw it? Did, did Sony yeah, see did. you, because they, they, they're big, Sony are big media. on socials yeah. now, aren't they? So, yeah. I, I know someone who works in Sony, and they they say how much social media is changing the landscape, yeah. how we interpret music, how we yeah. engage with music and yeah. what it means to us.
0: I think it, you know, they, spot, yeah, they spotted me on there and they liked, they thought it was different. They thought it was new what I was doing, that I was bringing a new audience to classical music. I agree. And, you know, it felt great to, I guess, be in a way rewarded for that and to have people who understood that because I definitely took a risk when I did start sharing on social media and, and I got so much criticism for it so much from colleagues, from peers, from people within the industry. Sounds like
1: my story. <laughs> people were very unsure about what I was doing when I started mm. doing it, but yet, you know, now, if I may say so, I yeah. can reach, um, you know, large audiences. People who often never even thought about health, even yeah. not even mental. Certainly not even mental health.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, through social media, so yeah. it's that power. Exactly.
0: You've just sometimes just got to, you know, and I think that it's, it's, a, it's a process. You know, people who were criticizing me before and now asking me advice on how to do it (laughs) you know and what do you say
1: how do you deal with those people
0: (laughs) i mean you know i think just always be kind i love that
1: the best thing i can say to people is that anytime someone's done you wrong or has let you down or has judged you or said you can't do something the best way to deal with it is a to try and prove them wrong Mm -hmm. and second to be humble about it don't be bitter or angry because anger and hatred towards someone that you feel has put you down or wronged you only affects you and they live rent-free in your head. Yeah, no, right, totally. So just be kind to people, and yeah. do you know what? They'll come away and go, do you know what? That person's not only yeah, awesome what they've exactly. done, they're a nice person I as well. Even,
0: yeah, exactly, it's even better revenge than we're For great
1: revenge. <laughs> Tell me, what, but, where, yeah. where were you? I want to know about the moment. Were yeah. you, did they DM you? Did they email? Did they call they, you? Did they I'm telegram to, you? Where actually, were do you? Know what?
0: The, the, the full story is that they, I was invited to watch a Hans Zimmer concert by someone at Sony, as an influencer. Jealous. (laughs) uh, It's a music influencer. And I went there and I posted about it. And then the next morning I came and at breakfast there was the Sony team. And I kind of met them properly then. And we got on. That was it. That that, That was the beginning anyway, the first time I met them. And then later, one year later, I had an artist who needed a violin solo in one of her pieces the pianist and she asked me she knew me from social media and she put me in touch she said, oh, I'll put you in touch with the person at Sony then and that person was the same one that I met at breakfast oh, wow. back then and then you know you just kind of got kind of, oh hi and and then they were like you know we We'd love to sign you. We'd actually love to. You know, this is wow. great to do that little. What well, so in that
1: conversation was it of email or phone off, call? It was over email? emails.
0: And well, I, I said, by the way, I,
1: we'd like to sign you.
0: Yeah. <laughs> what was and that moment like? <laughs> I didn't ca- Where I were like, you? Do they really mean that? Do they? <laughs> I, 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 you know, and you don't want to believe it too much because yeah. I'm going to be disappointed. So, and I remember thinking, well, what does he mean exactly? You know, and, you know, so, you know, saying, oh, we could do much more. We could actually, you know, properly, you know, have your own album and. Wow. And. That, that was the first moment and then, you know, I actually went in to Germany and to meet them. I was out in Germany, is that their yeah, they're based? So the, yeah, Sony Classical. So did they fly you out? Yeah.
1: Oh, they flew you yeah. out, oh, <laughs> nice. was it a jet plane, private jet? <laughs> well,
0: <no>. Private <laughs> but, jet, yeah. but no. It kind of all happened then quite quickly, I guess.
1: Do you, do you sign to a certain number of albums or?
0: Yeah. You what set, is it, how does so, it work? So it, it depends on your contract, but like you usually sign like a multi, well, that's why I did a multi-album deal. Wow. Um, and and then of course there's a lot of terms that you don't. Obviously, as a musician, I had no idea what they meant. It's a big. So you you do need you do need the help of a. Of do you have an lawyer. agent?
1: Did you have an agent? At the time? I didn't back then. Okay. Which I,
0: I heard from people where it, you know when I say oh I signed to Sony without an agent, and a lot of people are like, I really because I guess it it's a bit different. But Good. yeah, you cut I was out completely on fee. my own. Brilliant. Yeah. <laughs>
1: They'd have taken a nice chunk. So that was very smart of you. Just to <laughs> pay a one-off solicitor's fee. I love it. I love it.
0: Um and. Yeah, and then, and actually the signing of the contract was during COVID and I was, I went back home because I was still, I was just, you know, I was doing my master's at Royal Birmingham, I had moved there and and then COVID hit and and I came back home and I was just in, you know, during lockdown with my parents and, you know, there's a picture and I remember, you know, signing. Actually signing the final version wow. of the contract, and we had a you know, glass of champagne in my hands, and you know, and um, celebrating. And you need know, to actually. Did you, you a tear? Not on the moment, but you know, and my mum cried. Did you? <laughs> oh, bless yeah. her. Shout out to but, your mum. You know, oh, it's just you know her. to actually share that moment with my parents, and as I said, who just sacrificed so much for me, and to actually being able to show them that you know. It's, you know, thank you for believing in me, I guess, well, <laughs> you know, and this, they, it's they, worked out. They must
1: be so proud of you. You're, I mean, you, you know, the little time I've spent with you, you're such a, you deserve your success. I often thank think that success much. finds people that really deserve it and who who stick at it and don't give up and you deserve it. Take me to that night then, so we. Well, I met you after the yeah. concert and I was like, oh my gosh, who is this unbelievable person <laughs> that just made me like hairs on my neck has played my favourite song mm-hmm. or certainly my top two or three favourite songs in classical music. What was that night like? So Royal Albert Hall, full of some of the most talented musicians and opera singers from around the world, You know, some of the biggest names in kind of classical, the classical scene, if you feel yeah. like, I was sat in the box with Alan Jones, you know, just name <laughs> dropping there, fellow Welshman. Um, what was it like before you went on stage and, and before you performed? And what, what was it like when you did it?
0: Funnily enough, I wasn't, I wasn't that nervous. That's a lie. Uh, no, I promise you, you I promise. I was so nervous for the whole month before. Like the whole yeah. month, I would, you know, I and I practice, to be honest, completely honest with you, I practiced that piece so much. I could have played it in my sleep, I mean,
1: you probably did, to be fair. If you up, because, you probably just played in the middle of the night.
0: You know, it's the one, because even, you know, when you kind of grow up and, and you're stressed about concert and, you know, thinking, oh, come on, it's not the Royal Albert Hall, it calm down. And then now it, it actually is. Oh, no, but it, 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 it really is. is now. So, you know, <laughs> and so, I, you know, I wanted, I was like, I need to know that piece so well that whatever happens, no matter how stressed I am, I'm not going to have a memory yeah. slip. I'm not going to, you know, I'm not going to let that, happened so I've got to know it and I you know I studied the score and this orchestra score as well I knew exactly what every instrument was doing and when it actually came you know the moment it firstly it was a great moment and the team was amazing at Classic FM and and I was surrounded by amazing people so that really helped and I was a bit obviously nervous during the day but when it came to I guess we first we had the rehearsal I had Julian lloyd Webber, who came and helped me wow. and you know kind of count me down he was like you know he's been a great mentor with a lot of things i've been doing and i think the moment was you know and i have this actually posted as a video but you know at the moment when you kind of wait backstage just before going yeah. on and I remember the
1: clip yeah on socials yeah and
0: and you know when they announce you and they announce wow. it, it was the first time i was playing there as well and and you think okay it's, it's now <laughs> um but i was dreaming about it for so long that I said to myself I said you're gonna enjoy this moment just to make the
1: most of it isn't it you've
0: worked so hard to actually get there now you're there don't 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 There's ruin it for it. yourself don't ruin it for enjoy yourself it. just for, at least for you for all the effort for all the effort that you've made and the people around you have made for you to actually be able to be there enjoy you should it. enjoy it. and I, and you know it I was playing and I'm looking at the because obviously the whole audience is dark which does help there's a lot of people yeah. <laughs> and i was far
1: to the left i was up on the left 14.
0: and you can see just the top That's light. yeah and and i was looking around and it was just a beautiful moment. well i can
1: tell you it must have felt empty because no one moved an inch i uh, swear yeah, you know because everyone's <laughs> drinking and enjoying themselves but i tell you when you played there was not even alan jones who's a chatty chap i love him <laughs> but he even he was just just absolutely in that moment Aww. with the music oh, actually, oh, it's you're such here standing up just moments, takes you back to yeah. it, just
0: and, and I amazing. guess the end as well, yeah, it was like a real just silence and it felt like it was great because, it, again, we were saying about being in the moment and actually, you know, that moment where it was all quiet. I just finished and I, I tried to just enjoy the moment of being there and thinking, you know, this is a moment that's not, you know, it's such a special moment. It's just, yeah, so it's an amazing moment. Well,
1: amazing, yeah. absolutely <laughs> incredible. It's uh, Yeah, it takes, I mean, I I can't even imagine what it's been like playing, watching, it was incredible, so, yeah, I guess the pinnacle, eh? And we'll talk a little bit about what's next in part uh, three, as well as talking about your toolkit for life, Mm -hmm. so how you get through now. Thank you again to our amazing sponsor this week, Fitflop. Don't forget to head to fitflop.com to make sure you're equipped to stomp in all weathers, just like me and my guests. Mm -hmm. Thank you to everyone that's been stomping away. Well done to you. It's another 20 minutes, half an hour that you spent looking after your body and your mind. So be proud of yourself. Be a pat on, just have a pat on the back, whether you're going to listen to part three now or you're going to listen to it at another point. It doesn't matter. You've achieved something. Take care, stompers.
0: Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better?